and 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 a, and a unique perspective of of america as well for us so that'll that'll oh. be that'll be fun you mean the you mean the uh the meth lab that you guys live live above <laughs> the, the meth rock. lab slash dumpster fire so i live down the street from him i can confirm he lives on top of the meth lab no it's uh jackhole he's talking about the fact that america is the meth lab and we're in canada so we live above a meth lab dumbass like yeah i have to explain to people that minnesota is essentially the if i remember this right i want to say the 14th province of canada (laughs) yeah if you include the territories which are for whatever reason they're territories and not provinces but yeah and we live next door yeah. to Wisconsin, which is the Florida of the North. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, this that is was that was fun. one of my fa- that was one of my favorite messages from you asking when it was right around the election, our our election, and and you you made a comment about isn't isn't Quebec the the Florida or the, the or isn't Quebec the south of Canada? as in your your so and i said alberta. no no that's that's, that's alberta yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'd almost call cal I'd, I'd almost call quebec like a almost like a california like they're just too good for the rest of us really yeah. you're, you're gonna do this now sorry wants to play <laughs> don't you worry this is a dog friendly podcast <laughs> Well, clearly you got Elliot on it, so uh Wow. Hey guess what? There's our pre-intro. Let's go, Elliot. Start us <laughs> off. <laughs> Three, two, one. everybody once again to another episode of geezers and the kid it's been in a minute three weeks three weeks three weeks i think it's been i think it's been three since two since we've posted and three since we've recorded yeah yeah uh we'll we'll get it out of the way early sorry to uh jay and jan we still haven't released your episode from (laughs) june um or july sorry i guess it was july we won't go so bad so it's only uh it's only has it really been that long so it's good. It hasn't been that long. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's the beginning of July. Whenever, whenever, uh, when the Conor McGregor, McGregor fight two or three or whatever the fuck it was there, three, I guess. So that was, uh, that was the last time we recorded, <laughs> or that was the last time when they were on. Sorry. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, we still haven't released it. So good for you guys. Sorry. All right. Aaron, <laughs> what's going on, brother? I'm doing well. Glad we're back. Nice to see you guys. Yeah. You've been busy as always. Uh, <laughs> that was July yeah, 10th. Now the- <laughs> <laughs> <Sorry, laughs> it's on November 5th. So I'm excited about that. First part of Excellent. three. Yeah, so looking nice. forward to that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I enjoyed getting pictures and videos of you on a random Sunday uh, floating in a pool. For floating in some- a pool. Oh, yes. That was for my buddy's video shoot. That was yeah. fun. That was fun. That's I was watching. I was looking at those pictures. Like, isn't this guy fucking cold? Like, what's going on here? It was like, <laughs> no, it wasn't still, like it was super, warm super warm, but it wasn't. It cold. was like ten degrees out. That's not. Was nah, it a heated pool? 
Bit drama. His nuggets were in the back of his throat. He was just pretending like they weren't. <laughs> Amazing. Good stuff. Well, uh, I don't want to talk to you guys anymore. I'd rather talk hey, to you. Hey, go fuck yourself. It's been guys. three weeks. Yeah, well, yeah, but I've been seeing you on a fairly regular basis over the last couple of weeks, so I really have had enough. Should we tell people things. about our, our round of golf? <laughs> oh, that terrible round that we... Uh, I think Elliot and I collectively played the worst rounds of golf that we've played in a long time. And we happen to be on the same team. So my two friends just completely fucking destroyed us. I mean, they were probably (laughs) going to destroy us anyway, because they're both really good at golf. At the golf. Where was They gave us a five stroke handicap and we still lost by like four strokes. Probably more than four. No strokes. No. Yeah. Yeah, that was with Braden, uh, Braden and Brett. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mensick wow. and Castles. Anyway, yeah. as I was trying to say before, I don't want to talk to you two anymore. I'd rather okay. talk to our guests that we have. Uh, joining us today is a buddy of mine, Mr. Uh, and I, you know what? I probably should have asked this before. Is the pronunciation Favia or Favilla? Favilla. Uh, favilla, favilla is its base. Uh, its base Latin comes from Florence, Italy. Right. So, <laughs> we did a little research. It turns out my family was a bunch of hatchet men for the Medici. So, go okay, figure. getting to know <laughs> Nate and his family. Oh, <laughs> Nate, uh, don't don't uh, don't explain so much about some of the family dynamics. I'm telling you. <laughs> So Nate, you and I, uh, we met uh, eight years ago, I want to say, 2013, if I'm correct, yep. in Mexico. Yep. Um, we were down, uh, my wife and I were down with my parents in Mexico at a place that they would stay all the time and just uh, so happened that right next door was this lovely young couple that was about the same age as us, so we didn't have to hang around with the 60-year-olds the entire time. <laughs> that was tough, that whole, that, I, don't get me wrong, I love that whole batch of villas but it was it was honestly just everybody had at least 30 years on us so yeah yeah we were definitely we were definitely the uh the young folk in the midst of the retirement community <laughs> so um but yeah so we were this is so cheap you know it's... yeah right yeah it was great uh and then uh, ever since i mean we've uh i've i've been down to to minneapolis once in the last eight years and uh we hung out one night and watched a hockey game and i tried to be as uh much of a pain in the ass canadian as i could uh in front of all your american friends uh i believe that it was a it was a hockey game that i think it was vancouver was playing the wild mm, i think it was an out of town it was, game it was, in, it was in vancouver and we yeah. were at at your local place where you would go and watch games and stuff like that and vancouver won it's not even the team that i cheer for but they're a canadian so i thought the best thing to do at the end of the game was to play the Canadian national anthem on my phone. I thought that was perfect. <laughs> You're a douche. <laughs> Amazingly enough, I made it out of there alive. So that was good. Uh, it's owned uh, by Tom Reed. Come on now. I mean, he does their play-by-play and it's from Montreal. So conversely, yeah. one of the, uh, one of the Quebecois who doesn't think that uh, they're better than anybody else. So. Uh, Fair enough. Sorry. There you are. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, no, no, uh, no offense to the Quebecois who are listening. So I've probably <laughs> yeah. offended them already in the past. Don't worry. Yeah, we we uh, on our on our very first episode, um, we 
took a dump on Saskatchewan. Uh, we've taken dumps on different areas of town in the city here. So well, we're, we we're had uh, we had this people. we had a guest who was quite an exciting guest, at least for me. Uh, Todd Kowalski. I, Nate, I don't know if you're familiar with the band Propagandi. Nope. No. Okay. So they're uh, they're one of the bigger <laughs> bands to ever come out of Winnipeg, and they're like a punk band from the '90s. And Todd Kowalski came on, and I was a big fan. And so I didn't know this, oh, yeah. the big fan that I am. I didn't know that he was actually originally from Saskatchewan because the band started in Portage La Prairie, so like 45 minutes outside of Winnipeg. And I'm just fucking ripping on Saskatchewan. I was like, oh, yeah. So I'm like, we would never, like, just saying, like, I'm embarrassed. I would be embarrassed if I was from Saskatchewan. Aaron uh, Clark, our other host here, is also from Saskatchewan. So I lean into it a little extra. And uh, I was like, so you're, you're from Portage La Prairie, right? And he's like, no, I'm actually from Regina. I was like, well, fuck me. That was like our fourth episode of this show. It's been nice knowing you all. Please take care. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but so, the good, so. the, the good news is that only about seven people listen to this podcast. <laughs> so, you know, which is yeah. why I'm here. If any more listened to it, I would have been just, you know, yeah, you know I'm good. You know, it's, yeah. yeah right. <laughs> We're, we're, in the du- been... we're in the double digits. Sometimes we hit the, the triple digits, but oh, very, very rare. <laughs> On accident? Yeah, probably. It's... Yeah, we're 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 convinced. And it's usually we, because we... of the guest has people that come listen. Yeah, exactly. We've got we've got listenership all over the world. Actually, randomly enough, uh, the the tracking and analytics that Blake gets show that and and i'm convinced that those people that are in like brazil and norway and shit like that that have come into here um thought this was something else <laughs> just and listened to it by accident hey. stopped after about a minute and i believe <laughs> just kind of like the cops on police academy run into the blue oyster on occasion and just stop and wind up sitting yeah. there for a while yeah <laughs> exactly canada exactly. united states United States, United Kingdom, Australia, Mexico, Norway, Denmark, Germany, Brazil, and the Ukraine. Ukraine. Those are the those are the countries that listen to us. Amazing. So, um, then I've been wanting to discuss with you getting getting you on here, Nate, because you've got uh, a pretty cool overall story. As far as I mean, when we met, you were an EMS. And then in discussions, uh, you know, I found out that you were in the military in the States and that's something that I'm actually would like to dig into a little bit more as well. Sure. Um, and then, uh, you, you are a huge wild fan. Um, and, uh, I think, I think the joke that I had made is that because you, you are Hispanic, right? Yep. And Didn't you just say you're right. Shit. I should have probably checked this out before. No, I knew that. Um, and 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 I I thought it was funny at that point in time because you said that you weren't big into watching football. And I thought everybody in the States watched football. That's just the way it goes. So I knew this this uh this Hispanic guy who loved hockey, lived in Minnesota and never watched football, and it was just such an anomaly. And so the unicorn. Was, I have yeah. reasons why I don't watch football. Um, it's not that it. it's not that uh, I don't like the sport per se. Um, it's that when I was working EMS, yeah, I got I, it down here in, in, in the Twin Cities, 
I got to I got to work a majority of the professional sports leagues. I got to work the Vikings. I got to work the Twins. I got to work the uh, uh, the University of Minnesota Gophers football. I got to work uh, the Timberwolves and the Lynx. So the only team I really didn't get to work with was, of course, the Wild. Um, and when I, you know, and later on, uh, as soon as uh, pretty much as I was getting out of EMS, I got to work with the Minnesota uh, Minnesota United Football Club. So. Uh, with the exception of the uh, with the exception of 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 the uh the wild the one i love um, yeah the, the one that all i hear about I, and I, I i do remember early on in our knowing each other i i lost a you know i should never bet on the jets ever um but i did bet on the jets and i had to have uh who is uh, who is it that i put on as my facebook picture oh, that would be matt cook Matt Cook, yes, I had Matt Cook as my Facebook profile picture, yeah. and uh, until until the Jets beat the Wild, and it took months. Yeah, <laughs> it so, took months for it to happen, and yeah, yeah so that that kind of sucked for me. Yeah. For I, mean, I never even, I don't even remember that. It was well, I mean, it was probably oh god, it was must twenty fifteen. Yeah. Oh okay. But having was, worked in having worked in those professional sports leagues, you got to really see exactly how the, how the athletes would treat you in the NFL are a bunch mm. of fucking prima donnas. Um, yeah. They, they look at you like you're not wearing the same uniform. They are you, uh, you are, you are dirt. And that is not, I'm just sitting here. All right, go ahead. Tear an Achilles. I don't give a fuck. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but the Lynx, the Lynx are absolute queens. The, 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 the Timberwolves are just really nice guys. The Minnesota Twins are just phenomenal. Um, there, was, there, was, uh, there was Brian Dozier, who was on the team at the time, who was just a gentleman. Uh, Joe Maurer was a, was a phenomenal guy. I've heard Ooh. that about Dozier before. I don't know why. But I feel like I, I, there was a, I read something about him just being a fucking good guy. Oh, he really is. He's yeah. a, he's, he's a gentleman. He's a really, really good guy, no matter which way you look at him. Um, cool. feel- he's always kind and polite and Hey, you guys got need a Gatorade. I'll get you get, no, no. Are you fucking kidding me? You're Brian Dozier. Shut up. You know, what can I do? <laughs> um, I feel like for the most part, that's, that's baseball players though. Baseball players, uh, you, you see all these videos of them pranking each other playing around and having fun just being ridiculous and i'm convinced that's because they spend so much time together 162 games yeah over the course of of april april to october and you're with them every single day and and they all seem to be for the most part i mean there's the odd one here and there i'm sure but for the most part they all seem pretty cool yeah but uh i'm I'm not surprised to hear your that you've had football players that weren't always nice oh. <laughs> oh. people and it's, it's it's surprising um yeah. you know the other thing too is you get to work you get to work concerts and you get to do you know sit there for sound checks and stuff like that um you know having been here for for or having worked uh, uh beyonce and jay-z uh justin timberlake um super bowl 52 um, I can tell you Justin Timberlake and Jessica Biel are just, they are good people. <laughs> so hold on uh, a second. <laughs> uh Oh, Blake has a, Blake has a thing for Justin Timberlake. Oh God. Um, I would, I, I'm pretty I, sure it's his hall pass. 
with his wife. Oh yeah. That if Justin Timberlake ever came by. Yeah. Yeah. So, so go ahead, Blake. So Sorry, okay, wait. How much time? How much? How much time did you spend with Sir Justin? Five minutes at the <laughs> five minutes at the most. And one of did his you... kids, I was off to the side, and one of his kids was sprinting off and ran into me, and you know, I helped him up, and I'm like, oh shit, it's Justin Timberlake. Hey, how you oh, doing? Oh hey. Yeah, you know, one of your children just ran into me. Oh, well, that is here. another couple that I've heard are just the fucking best people, and it makes me so happy. To hear. I joke around. I, I really like Justin Timberlake. I just I'm a I don't I'm, I'm not even that crazy about his music. I just like his demeanor and who he is and how he carries himself and the things that he does. Like he's just he's just a cool person to me. Yeah, and he's that's cool. Yeah, yeah. It it it, it was a hell of an experience too. And yeah, and, um, you know I don't I don't really gush. I don't really fangirl. I don't really whatever you know and that's usually the way to go right like i think you get more you you probably get more traction by not going oh my god and running over and just being ridiculous than well hey you know just kind of being aaron you've met some some cool people on sets haven't you like you've been on you've met uh was it uh well you tell us because it's i'm trying to think of the name is uh, Henry Cavill, uh, Sir yeah. Ben Kingsley, Stanley Tucci, uh, Alexandra Daddario. They go a lot come in town. And you met Alexandra Daddario? Yeah, I've told you that many times, Blake. Told You've you told that. me. And he has the same reaction every time. It's cool, though. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not surprised that you probably told him a but, bunch of times and he has no fucking idea. She's, but, you know. she's probably just below Mila Kunis on my there you go list so okay so I'm, i have to google her because i don't know <laughs> but you'll know i think when you google her um uh no still don't no. know her but, she's not uh, that famous she's good looking she's just fun to look at <laughs> so a lot of a lot of actors come through towns kind of like just how you see yeah. uh sports celebrities all the time too right Nate? so um, Who the you know, fuck? And here's the thing: up until I saw Letter Kenny season seven, I had no clue who Kate Bierness was. But now I know who Kate Bierness is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Canadian icon. She, I, I, she has moved. She has displaced Anna Kendrick in my in my mind. Oh. And, uh, so I have a wow. thing. I have a thing for redheads. So. Well, just keep watching. Keep watching those CFL uh, on ESPN, and you'll see her. She's there all she's the time. The, she's the host. She's the host right now with the uh, of 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 those uh, those shows. So yeah, you can see her quite regularly, at least. So you were talking earlier. You were talking earlier about you guys were talking. Well, we are always talking about CFL, NFL. What do you notice the difference coming from your side of things? Oh, oh, that's easy. A CFL is very much more of a faster, fast moving game. I love it. I, you know, I don't have a team that I root for because I'm not that into it, but if it's on ESPN, absolutely. I'm going to watch that. Um, Beautiful thing is that I I bought the upgraded Hulu package here. It's not live TV, but it's, it's got some of the games and ESPN as part of it too. Um, In order to have ESPN plus, you need a stupid cable provider here and I only have internet. So, uh, you know, but you get all the games and stuff like that on Hulu right now. It's a whole bunch of football 
soccer. Um, but it's, um, if I want, you know, I, if I want to catch someone like the, the game tomorrow is Rangers versus somebody else. I don't have CFL on here because that I would have to get TSN app. And then there's across the whole signal crossing the border. But it, you know, mm-hmm. if I'm at Buffalo wild wings, um, it just, small little tv and i'll look and see if there's anything on and i'll throw it up there it's either that or lacrosse it's 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 lacrosse is a sweet sport i miss our lacrosse team like nobody's business so they were trying to get a a professional team here in winnipeg for a while um i don't know why i'm thinking the jets probably ended up interfering with that coming back but yeah i remember um the toronto rock used to come here and play an exhibition game once a year Sure. And uh, my hockey team, we'd always go. It's it's so fucking entertaining. You and, never see it on TV here either, ever. And the thing is, too, is that, you know, um, I've started really heavy into the uh, the AHL as well. And, and yeah. it's, well that's, it's a feeder for the NHL. But Talk also, it's a, it's a grittier kind of hockey. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think so. And well, it just... I'm just envious that that your AHL team is is across across town from the Jets, so they're the same building. Yeah, yeah. no, no yeah. shit. Yeah, but-, but then we also are lucky too. We just got uh, a CHL team back, the Winnipeg Ice. Like we never had one before, so we had uh, Brandon Weekings were always the closest, which is great. But yeah. um, <clears throat> two years ago now, I guess they last year i think last year was their first no i think it's been two or three it's been two or three years now because they have two guys right now connor geeky and matthew savoy they're projected to both they were they were something to do with the move they ended up having the winnipeg ice ended up having the first and second overall pick in the whl draft like three years ago and that's where they took savoy and geeky and now those two are just running the show right now. They're projected to go in the first round of the NHL draft this year. That team right now, I went to a game last weekend. They are, hold on here. They have not lost yet. I believe they're eight or nine and oh right now. They're nine and oh. They have 58 goals for in nine games and 17 goals against. Jesus. And if you go to the yeah. stats for the league leaders right now, one, two, f- three out of the top five are Winnipeg Ice players. And one, two, three, four, five out of the top eight are Winnipeg Ice players. It's, it's, it's insane. And yeah. I went last weekend and I saw <clears throat> Connor Bedard, who I'm sure anyone like Nate, you'd probably know who Connor Bedard is. He's like, I've heard the name. Yeah, so he was the first player in WHL history to be granted exceptional status to play at 15. So they've had a couple over in uh, in the in the OHL, like Taveras was one of them. Shane Wright over there right now is one of them. But Tavares, McDavid, McDavid, Crosby. But uh, he's the first one in the dub, and oh my god, when that guy steps on the ice, he's fucking 16, and everybody just it just goes quiet. Like he had, it's, he didn't. And honestly, he didn't get a single point when I was there, but when he steps on the ice, it's just like something is going to happen. It's the coolest thing. I, I, I kind of, 
I used to have a big respect for junior hockey just when I was playing and I kind of knew a lot of the guys and played with a lot of guys. And now I it's kind of relit that flame. These guys are ridiculous. Jeez. So I have to ask Nate, um, knowing your allegiance towards the Minnesota wild wild slash North stars wild mainly now at this point in time, Mm -hmm. how nice is it? I know we're only four or five games in, and there's a lot of hockey to be played. How nice is it having the Wild being in second place in the Central and the Blackhawks being second last in the Central? Well, first off, all right, um, it, it, it's fucking amazing, first off. Let's just get out of the way now. I don't know if you guys guys check the score, but we just got our asses stomped by the Predators. Nashville, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm I, did, I did see that. I'm seeing Mike Russo's tweets go out, and I'm just like, oh, and here's our streak. Yeah, but this is this is what any sport would call a would be called a re- rebuilding year. You got fresh new talent. You got a good mix of vets in there. Goligoski. I didn't expect him to come to us for a year, but we got him, and he's lighting up those uh, uh, those defensemen. Him and Dumba, especially when Dumba got the A. Um, but giving Felino the other A, man, I don't know if you saw it the other night, but that Superman punch Felino just ripped right into him. Of course, we saw it. It was on the Jets. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck I was watching there, but I was like, he's fighting. Uh, He's fighting Brendan Dillon. So it's the new guy in Winnipeg. So we're all like, okay, let's see what this guy can do. Like we brought him in because he plays with an edge and you know, he, he's a very fucking good defenseman. And I saw the Superman punch. I was like, what do you even do to that? I played hockey. I got into fights. I've never ever had any uh, seen a Superman punch before. Well, you can only rough up a $9 million player so much before you're going to get told not to. And the very, don't do that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you're not going to invite them to tea, you know. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, what was the enforcer that went with with uh, um, Gretzky to L.A.? Pretty much. Had oh, it. Um, it was McSorley. McSorley, was Marty, Marty McSorley. Yeah. Marty McSorley. Yeah. You, you think Marty McSorley sat there and 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 uh, um, asked people politely to leave Gretzky alone when they started yeah. started you know uh, yeah. him into the boards no you're not going to do that it's didn't happen 40 years ago it's not going to happen 45 minutes ago you know so what do you think do you are, are you full on the Kaprizov train like are you do you think that uh like I, I it's not very often you see he's what 24 25 yeah um it's not very often he's 24 it's not very often you see a guy come in at that age having developed overseas for so long and do what he did last year and i just i I was so hesitant to label him what everyone seems to have labeled him like i i don't know i i like i'm curious to know what you think like because they're paying him a lot of money now He's our biggest hit on the salary cap. And yeah. um, right next to our payoffs for the next three years to, to get rid of that albatross that the Suter Parisi deal caught us. Um, like I'm like I'm Billy Guerin here. Jesus, listen to me. Um, <laughs> Billy Guerin's in some trouble. We're going to talk about that after. But uh, Oh, yeah. The whole thing that happened when he was at the minor league and the Penguins. Yeah. 
Yeah, we'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah. Um, but the, 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 the thing is, is that am I on the Kaprizov tra- uh, train? Yeah. I mean, he's already got five points. He hasn't scored yet, but he's got five points already. The guy knows where to be, and the guy knows mm-hmm. if he knows he doesn't have a shot, he's going to find the person who's got the yeah. best probability of a shot, and he's going to feed him the puck. Yeah. Um, the bright side about having him in from the KHL is having all those years of being able to see all of his highlights and you know oh my god the thing is is that fox sports north now valley sports north um or whatever the hell it's called these days either way bsn is owned by sinclair broadcasting which is a bunch of trump pumpers and i'm not a fan of that so when you've got that like nate (laughs) when you've got that um when you've got them showing that highlight reel from the khl on a regular basis yeah this is this is why we're paying this guy nine million covid came and fucked everything up um otherwise he would have been here so much earlier Um, i mean he was also like a fifth or sixth round pick like nobody knew who the fuck he was until two years ago yep yep yeah there was so here's here's my thoughts on this and it's and it's going to be a comparison to a completely different sport but people ended up being pretty fucking cool with Ichiro Suzuki. And he came in in a very similar kind of scenario, right? He spent a bunch of years leading Japanese leagues in, in every batting category that you could. And he was great. And he came over and he was a rookie, same thing, right? He was, he was older than everyone else. And he got, 3,000 hits and technically he's got more than 3,000 hits and and people kind of started out early on with him not saying oh well it's different with him he's he's already a seasoned hitter and his hits don't count and all that kind of stuff but you know what if you're really good at what you do and you're a good person as well and Ichiro from everything that I've ever heard was stellar on and off the field all the time I loved watching him play. He was so much fun to watch. Just the way he played, the way he would slap hits and be running out of the batter's box before he even hit the ball. And, and, and I, you know, people change and go, well, fuck it. He's a good player and he's good for this league. And I, I think feel he'll go like, like kill us. Go ahead. Sorry. Is, is like that. Well, then that's, that's kind of what I feel like with, with with this guy in in, in minnesota so i think ichiro will end up in the hall of fame too i mean he's not eligible for a couple more years but he'll get or i think it's like 2025 or something like that so it'll be a while but he'll go i think and i'm i'm thrilled at the cap that the um NHL put on contracts now because those 13-year contracts for parisi and suitor were just just yeah. obs- obscene um having been a minnesota Viking fan and watched the whole herschel walker and more warren moon yeah and, you know the, mm-hmm. we, we have this bad tendency of signing these great contracts for an extended long time and then with nothing to produce for it after rick the dipietro there's an example for you <laughs> joe mauer as long as we're <laughs> talking about you know, God bless him, another gentleman of the twins. But after the second year, you just people just stopped pitching to him and his batting average went down and his performance went down. And um, he just, he was another one who couldn't get. That wasn't even that. That was. He pulled the plug. Seven or eight years, I think. Yeah, it was an eight year contract. Eight years, and yeah. He pulled the plug because no one was going to give him that money ever again. 
I mean, shit, the Twins didn't, didn't even want to give him a million-dollar contract to, 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 to round out his career um, for one year. And he was just like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to pull the plug. And I think that was the best idea because now he's working with the Twins organization and he's doing a lot of charitable work that doesn't get heralded here because uh, he's a private guy. And you know what? God bless you, yeah. Joe, Joe Maurer. Live your life. Raise your kids. Um, uh, his wife is a pediatric surgical nurse down here at one of the children's hospitals. And I've met her a couple of times and she is an absolute gem. Uh, he's good for her or she's good for him. <laughs> she's very, very good for him. So, um, yeah, that's awesome. you know, uh, but when you got players like that who hamstring an organization, it's just not going to play well all around. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really disliked the fact of all of all of the posts over the last eight years that I would see when you were in EMS and it was like a random Tuesday afternoon. It's like, oh, this is a tough way to spend an afternoon and you're showing pictures of the ballpark. I'm like, motherfucker, I'm I'm sitting in a <laughs> I'm sitting in a goddamn building staring at a computer <laughs> and you're watching baseball for the afternoon and it happened three times a week. <laughs> Yeah. And the funny thing was, is like, you know, um, you know, before I left, it was when I was in attending to the players, um, it's it, the memo that came out. We need to be sure we're watching every play. Okay. Twist sure. Darn. <laughs> That's disappointing. What, uh, what kind of stuff do you deal with when you're working at the ballpark, for example, like, did, was it a busy job or was it depends on the day, obviously. It depends who was in town. Um, yeah. If it was, um, if it depends what sport. I only yeah. really had to transport a player off of the field once. It was a Vikings game. It was a Minnesota Viking. Um, I mean, you go to the tapes. I forget which game. You could go ahead and see. You know, my my big fat ass sitting there. <laughs> um, but uh, and then a whole lot of uh, X games. Um, oh yeah the last x games i was here i was involved deeply with a lot of that planning and next yeah they did a big one at the at the u.s bank stadium when it opened right yep Yep. and then they signed a three-year contract with 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 uh, u.s bank yeah but uh it depends if if i was up in the stands i'd see a lot of drunk people i would see a lot of people a lot of people get hit by balls they just didn't see coming (laughs) phrasing and um (laughs) you Sorry, oh yeah, sorry. We're all, we're all twelve. Um, yeah, um, but, uh, yeah. But allergic reactions. Uh, yeah. Folks oh, okay. who were folks who were out in the heat for far too long um, happened all the time. Diabetics, old people, and anybody on antidepressants um, who weren't hydrating. Um, uh, but the funny thing is, is is there were certain games I would dread because I would be in the stands. Um, uh, it, it, over time, the first aid team in, in, in Target Field um, has, a, has a stellar reputation of service. Well, that's because their director puts everything on the paramedics who are there and not her own team who know enough that, oh, you should be seen by the paramedic. There's passing it, passing the buck. And these people, oh, the first aid team was great. Um, nothing about the paramedic in the stands. So that was fun. And I challenged that. And that earned me quite a bit of, of enemies uh, in that area. Um, so, you know. Uh, Something tells me you speak your mind when 
I do. <laughs> and that was the tough part. And that's a compliment, uh, not an insult. Um, when people, when people are not, are forgetting where, who, where, when people are forgetting why they're there in the job to, to begin with, if you're going to volunteer to serve the public, know enough to serve the public, not to pass a buck. Yeah. Um, if you're going to be in management, lead. Don't sit there and manage and expect things to go well and criticize your people. And, oh, you didn't do it right. All sorts of, you know, uh, Monday morning quarterbacking. And that would drive me crazy. Um, and a lot of promotions for people who couldn't do the job anymore. Um, because they were injured or they were useless to begin with and their partner retired so we got to do something with them because no one will bid with them um mm -hmm. and when i taught i had a very high standard for my students because that's the way i was taught and when you have that high standard for yourself and everybody else and nobody wants to do the work to go into that nobody is going to go is going to want to bid with you or nobody is going to go and ask an opinion nobody's going to go and want to be reminded of how they're being deficient in the service to the public right so mm -hmm. there's that going back to the question why i didn't uh, um how hectic it could be at target field uh, depends who's playing um the team that had the fans that just made my spine contract and my asshole pucker don't say blue um, jays don't say blue jays don't say blue jays it's the Toronto Blue Jays. Fuck. <laughs> um, uh, we're sitting here, and uh, the, you know, it'd be fine and dandy when you're when you're walking there, and the Blue Jays fans are, oh hi, we're in town, yeah, okay, and uh, you get them into the. I stand, was there many times. <laughs> raging, raging. Your people's uh, uh, capacity for alcohol consumption is quite frankly amazing so <laughs> i thought you were gonna say the opposite i was like oh okay let's <laughs> well, i don't drink anymore but <laughs> in the handling uh it's it's uh there were, i remember distinctly there was a 19 year old uh a gal who was brought in and her parents were feeding her booze on the regular because it, it you know they're used to yeah to, you know it, it, you know the drinking age up there is what 19 it's 18, 18 in manitoba 18 it's 19 yeah in it's different it's like America it is uniform across the entire country. It's 21 period. That's it. That's all. That's, that's mm -hmm. what it is. It depends on the province. Yeah. It's 18 or 19. Oh, here. Oh, no, it's, it's fun. Remember how I was telling you how Wisconsin is the Florida of the North. Yes. If you are, are above the age of 10 in a bar with your parents in Wisconsin, the parent can buy a beer and hand it to you and you can consume it in the bar in Wisconsin love it what um, so, <laughs> coincidentally we already have uh we already have a report of a of a truck and ice uh, and ice house going through the ice in where barron county wisconsin so you know, hey, we've all seen making of a murderer they made wisconsin look super good in that yeah. television series well it's yeah. not uh, okay but to go back to that for a second yeah what how <laughs> So, so if I'm, if I'm 11 years old yeah, and I am in a bar will, with my with parents, parents. Yep. my parent can go up to the bartender, say, I'd like to buy a beer, please. And they can bring it back to me and my 11 year old prepubescent ass and I can drink it. No question. No yep. The fuck is wrong with Wisconsin? 
<laughs> and that's the first state that we've pissed off. Thank you very much. <laughs> this one I don't feel bad about. That's well, dumb. We put a glance to, to Florida too, but I think at this particular point, wow, don't Florida, Florida is just used to getting its ass handed to itself on the regular. So, um, but yeah, that's Wisconsin, amazing. yeah, yeah, that's. Amazing. But no, I remember I remember killing quite a few brain cells up in Thunder Bay with my sister uh, when she was at University of Minnesota Duluth, and she couldn't drink yet, and I could, and yeah, let's go to Thunder Bay. Okay, and we get we had a lot of uh, we had a lot of people at the bars here because i i also like i live in the south end of winnipeg so we get people coming up from grand forks and fargo um for the weekend to just go to the i have a friend from high school that's how she met her husband he was in the military he came up to winnipeg with his buddies for the weekend and they uh yeah they just go to the bar and spend the weekend jesus you know it you know it's nice work if you can get it (laughs) <laughs> but but the anyway. cost though too like i could, i remember going to happy harry's in grand forks and getting a 30 pack of paps blue, blue ribbon for six dollars oh, the fuck do yourself a favor when you got a moment google the paps family pack it's 99 cans it's eight feet long dead serious. and it's and it's Seventeen dollars and sixty-five cents. Yeah, <laughs> that's a family pack. That's just for a family of four on a Sunday afternoon, or what? In Wisconsin, <laughs> you know. Oh my god! <laughs> Holy shit! That's wow. so American. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you know. You know. No, you know what? I don't. I don't ever feel bad when I talk with Nate and and slag on on the states. Because Nate's as close to a Canadian as you can pretty much get. Seems like, in it. my opinion, he's wearing so, a fucking hockey jersey right now. So yeah, you know, it is. Um, it is. so Nate, a little bit. You uh, well, <laughs> so kind of tell me where to begin with that. Yeah. Okay, you knew. You knew. Elliot told me you knew Derek Chauvin. That's. We'll just dive right into it. Sure. In some um, capacity, I that, work- this is. I worked in um, Hennepin EMS. Um, I was a paramedic on the field for about eight and a half years, if I remember right. Um, And you run into these people. And Derek Chauvin was in the third precinct of Minneapolis, which is in the southeast quarter of Minneapolis. If you overlaid a lap, a map, he would be one closer to the the river on the southeastern side. Minneapolis has some very funny names, what have you. and so people, when I say Southeastern, people out of town know to look at the map that way, but people in the local see, here Southeast, you look to the U of M. It's a long story. I'm not going to get into it. Um, I remember him very clearly um, because he was just a dick to everybody he came in contact with. Um, and when the George Floyd video came out and I saw him on Mr. Floyd's neck, I wasn't surprised it was him at all. Yeah. Not one bit. No. Am I, and here's the thing. I know a lot of Minneapolis cops, and they are good people. They are yeah. great people. They are there. We all get frustrated with our jobs. Okay. Um, 
And even they sat there and went, that was dumb. I couldn't believe I was watching that. What the yeah. fuck is he doing to us? Um, and then the riots afterwards. Except for the ones that were with him, though. Right. Right? Well, like you know, They should have interfered. They should yeah. have. You know, they had a grand total of eight years on the department. And when... when oh, really? You, I never realized that. When you have a senior officer doing what he was doing, they didn't feel comfortable with that. Um, what came afterwards, I don't know if you guys read a lot of the articles of Time Newsweek about the, 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 the blue line of silence. Um, you know, uh, that, that's a real thing. Um, I know a lot of police officers don't feel comfortable criticizing their seniors no and i get that like i I, um we've talked about this a lot on this show before um you obviously have a very unique perspective and i think my first my first my first reaction so and i i come uh my my uh my uncle's in law enforcement and he's quite established i guess we'll say um with the RCMP and I had this, this notion about police officers for a very long time. I mean, I sat as a young boy at my uncle's graduation in Regina and saw him in his reds, you know, and with his, his Mountie hat on and, you know, it, it, it's, it sparked something in me. And uh, there's a period of time where I actually was intending on being a police officer and I defended them over and over and over and over and i nope there's got to be two sides to the story there when i saw Derek chauvin kneel on george floyd's neck and i watched all of it happen something switched off in me that was like i cannot fucking sit here and defend this anymore and you know as things start to come out about him this is why i was really interested to hear what you had to say because sure there were red flags there were he had a history of racial profiling he had a history of um disrespecting people and acting just like having that god complex and you know it just makes you wonder like you are someone that interacted with him and we haven't gotten into what capacity yet but you know the guy fucking sucked and it was like someone had to die for someone to actually start to take that seriously Right, and there's a there's a U.S. Department of Justice investigation going on about the yeah. Los Police Department. Um, you know, it's it's Bob Kroll was a terrible, terrible leader for their police union. Um, he, I'll say it right out. He he's a flat out white supremacist. Yeah. Um, you know, um, to be up on that stage with Trump, um, he he is a. Uh, he's an officer in the local chapter of a, of, of a Minneapolis, uh, of, of a law enforcement motorcycle club called city heat. Um, and people who have ridden with them and, you know, I, I ride motorcycle myself and I get invites from other, other groups, but not from city heat, not because I wasn't in law enforcement, but my skin's brown. And my last I was just going to say, yeah. Um, you know, and I'll say that if they, if I get pushback from it, if anybody finds this podcast, I have no issue saying to that to their face. Um, I have been ostracized from EMS because of my beliefs that we spoke about earlier. 
Um, I became a target of management and, and uh, I no longer carry a paramedic license. I no longer work in, in the field at all. So were you, were you working, were you EMS at that point in time with George Floyd? I can't remember the timing. No, I was out. I was out. Uh, I was out. It wasn't long before though. No, I feel like it was within I, the year prior. It was. Um, I yeah. left EMS. All, I left Hennepin in the middle of April of 19. Um, and then um, I went and I joined another EMS department, another EMS organization um, that was that was privately privately run because the U.S. you're either with oh, a definitely. fire department, some kind of municipality, or you're mostly private health organization. Um, I joined a private health organization with the promises of, hey, we need someone with your experience. We're going to put all this stuff together and we're going to do that. And it turned out to be a, a, just another good old boys club, which is what I just got away from. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, <laughs> combined with a few other instances that just pushed me out of the field, I'm like, fuck this. I'm done. I am absolutely done. So I, yeah. to go back a little bit, and yeah. you know, as we expressed before, if there's anything you don't want in here, we can chop it out. But I, I want to know um, what your opinions are your, your, uh, from your experience in your profession as an EMS. And um, there was so much controversy around George Floyd and what he was on or wasn't on or what was in his system and why he was acting the way he was acting and all this kind of stuff. And you just, you know, what um what what would uh like do you know what like was there anything was he on something first of all and did it matter like you know like you would know i think that the effects that something would have on on a person and you know he didn't need to die obviously but clearly yes yeah i don't think he was on anything i don't think so either i think he may have had some anxiety issues um my men, my health my head went right to mental health um and 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 i know derek Chauvin was not a, a, a was not a crisis trained officer clearly was not um what i what i think well here let me back up here what happened? Here's my question. What happened to the $20 bill in the first place that caused all this? Where did it go? Was it proven to be faked? And where is it now? It, None of those questions have been asked. Never. And they never will. It's been completely disregarded. And I mean, he's been sentenced and he's allegedly going to serve his time. And But it all started for such a fucked up bullshit reason like it, you know do you okay i don't disagree oh you don't disagree they said i i would disagree yeah it no, it, it, no. it just comes back to it, it and this is sort of where i landed on this when i say like i watched him you know i watched him die it's just so fucked up that like he should still be alive with his family you know like it it it's gone because of this fucking egotistic racist Right. And, yeah. here's the, and here's the thing. None of us are ever going to know, except Aaron, 
what it's yeah. like to be black in Canada or be black in the United States or Hispanic yeah. in the United States or Hispanic in, in Canada. Yeah. None of us are going to We've talked that. about that before. Mm-hmm. And I think that Derek Chauvin, this whole incident was a malignant tumor that burst on the face of the Minneapolis police department. <laughs> um, that Someone had to I, die for it. Yeah. Needlessly. Yeah. Um, but I do know, I do know uh, a couple officers who were involved in officer based shootings. Um, and the cameras were, are definitely a saving grace. Um, Sometimes. Yeah. But there are other opinions I have in certain instances <laughs> where people were, were, where the victims were needlessly whipped up by an outside public safety officer and agitate him to the point where he was ready to fight the police. The, the, the victim was ready to fight the police and grab for guns. And then that's, so that interference from that other public safety officer didn't need to happen either with the exception of the, just because that public other public safety officer was incompetent, had his own ego, thought he was doing the right thing, and he didn't. He was promoted to a supervisor. He had no business being a supervisor and just would not be. in the beginning of the position that we saw with the George Floyd. Yeah. You know, um, but ahead. I think I think that um, the George Floyd incident was also a um, was exacerbated by the last four years of the tangerine shit given that unfortunately was unleashed upon uh, the world which i'm waiting for our <laughs> did you just call general. trump a tangerine shit given i did you blake you you don't uh... understand um nate nate and i i mean we we text we text from time to time it's usually related to montreal canadians getting their asses handed to them or or something random um but the the quotes and 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 the 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 descriptors and comments of of how he named trump has was at least one bit of enjoyment in that four years for me because <laughs> there was a lot of a them tangerine shit given that's fucking that great. was that that's i i don't think i'd heard that one before uh but that's that's probably top of the list for me well i i tried bouncing one off of somebody else but the rust rapists didn't fly as well as the tangerine shit given. <laughs> That's a rusty oh. rapist. Oh my god! Oh, it just sounds like something would be wound up on the on the Urban Dictionary somewhere. <laughs> Another name for Donald Trump. Oh my lord! Anyway, all right. Yeah, no. I mean, that was a. Yeah, it 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 feels like that was the. I don't want to say it was a culmination of, but. It, it, it there's so much building and building, and it was just like you were waiting for that dam to burst and. He, I genuinely think, yeah, I genuinely think that during the four years of, of Trump's presidency, um, that allowed all the racists, sexists, homophobic, minority 
in the United States that's terrified of losing their vaunted status as a as a majority. No. Um, they all came out and they decided that it was okay and it's not. And that's the reason why Joe Biden got six and a half more million votes than Trump did because we're tired of it. Um, we're still- and um, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but um, he's not, I don't, I don't, I don't know if he would have been necessarily the first choice. Oh, no. Like Biden. <laughs> I mean, he's the lesser of two evils. Clearly, he's at least not a shitstorm of a human being. Um, but I don't think he knows what the fuck he's doing in any capacity. Yeah, there's a reason why he only got 7% of the vote in New York City. Um, yeah and that's because new york has spent 40 plus years of listening to this idiot bray on and you look and there's so many cases of people he has fucked over by just not paying them um which is which is why it just it's just hilarious that all these tone towns like el paso or albuquerque are still waiting on these half million dollar bills to pay the overtime for his presidential visits and you're like you're not going to get paid he's not going to pay you he is going to just keep his mo going so but i also I, I think that he he was making things a lot worse he was the kerosene on the on the fire no is um, there is there concern because again you can you be the perfect person to correct me if i'm wrong mm-hmm. is there concern that in a couple of years he, uh, trump runs again as an independent or something like that um he's got strong polling from the republican party yeah um, he's i don't know if he would i don't know if he'd run independent no he wouldn't um but he i think if he's not in jail it's where is he right now um florida, he's, he's florida. <laughs> okay <laughs> is in florida he has made mar-a-lago his home he doesn't want to be in new york city go figure because this whole organization is under indictment um um he has not he's left florida on these rallies and he still holds court in mar-a-lago but the problem is is that people are starting to distance himself away from it now here's the thing no, every two years we have a, elections for whether it's it's the what we call the general election, which is the president on down, um, or if it's what what are called midterms, um, which the entire House of Representatives goes up, uh, a third of the Senate, and then the the states and municipalities have theirs. We'll see in twenty twenty two where it lies because traditionally. Um, if a president is elected and carries in his whole party with him um, to, in like majorities, you know, you'll see the polarity of the Senate and, and, and the House of Representatives flip. That's traditional. But the president has to bring in his party with him. There was not a whole lot of seats that went for Joe Biden or that went for the Democrats more in the, in the House of Representatives. And I'm sure you guys hear uh, our Senate is at 50-50. Hmm. Um, I think if 
if, if the Liberal Party increases that lead, increases those, those, those majorities in both the House and the Senate, um, I don't think you're going to see Trump get very far in 2024. No. I think if you get something similar to, the, to what we have now, um, I think we're going to have a little bit of a chance that he's going to come back. Um, right now, there are a whole lot of states that are fighting like hell to cheat and to gerrymander and draw these districts so that it's guaranteed that a, there's a minority rule in this country. Yeah. yeah. How do you deal with... I mean, I think we've talked long enough that... Uh we've realized that not a not a big fan of trump uh, <laughs> some of the uh systems in place so how do you like how do you deal with it like you know when you guys have to go like i mean we just had an election and i don't like our prime minister um i don't like the you know, the other prime minister that ran, um, oh, fucking, I don't even remember his name now, the conservative guy, Elliot, Aaron, quick. Yeah. Aaron O'Toole? Yeah, Aaron yeah, O'Toole. yeah. 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 Um, you know, but I'm not scared if one of them won. You know, I'm not, I, I don't, uh, like, when Trump won, I'll never forget, I was in Toronto, and it was around this time in what 2016 um and we i was in toronto for work i was there for five weeks and we uh had sort of this election party so to speak where we kind of watched the election with the people that i was with and i fell asleep early and i remember waking up and my wife texted me saying like is this real like is did this really happen and like even as a canadian being like scared you know like but nobody saw it yeah and i i i just don't i don't know how you guys deal with it like i don't know how you deal with the uncertainty and and trump is one thing but i mean the bushes of the world and and the i mean we my wife and i rewatched bowling for columbine last night and that dates back to the bush the bush era and you know the you guys you guys have the 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 Charlton Hughes of the world. And I just don't, you know, again, we have them here, but it's not, it's not the same, I guess. And it, it, I just wonder like, like what keeps you, what keeps you there? It's obviously an amazing country in its own, but it scares me sometimes. What personally keeps me here? Um, I'm not going to lie. I was fully expecting something like January 6th to happen. Um, but I was also expecting it to go a lot further. I, I'm telling you guys, I fully expected this country to erupt in the civil war again. I really, I, I, I'm alluding to it. Like it, it's, it's scary. And we're sitting an hour away from you guys here. Yeah. What's stopping that from happening right now? Yeah. I think the complacency of the conservatives that they think they're getting somewhere with these 
voter suppression bills and they're getting somewhere with trying to out crazy each other um and that's what they're doing they're everybody's trying to out crazy each other um but that there is no one there's no longer trump to whip them up and the and his and his little cronies don't have they they, they fuck some of them don't have enough people to support him to put on a picnic yeah um, Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm looking at Marjorie Taylor Greene, the, 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 and I'm looking at Matt Gates, and I'm looking at Lauren Brobert, and I'm looking at um, um, Roy Johnson over in Wisconsin. And the polling numbers are coming back, and they're getting their asses handed to them. Um, we have an Arizona senator right now, Kristen Cinema, who is a Democrat in name only, um, but she's one of the two that are straight that that are against uh um reforming the filibuster which is an archaic uh an archaic practice in itself um but she's not she's going to get primary she this is going to be her one and only term um arizona is far from liberal in some (laughs) places but i had a buddy who lives there he but the younger people in arizona they're sick of the shit. They got yeah. to watch. They got to watch Joe Arpaio turn their how turn their turn their whole state into a laughing stock. They got to watch um, um, COVID just rip right through them. Um, and the only reason Kristen Cinema got her seat in the first place is the entire Navajo Nation literally came out to vote. Um, and when you have sixty six thousand people that who don't are like you, off, who don't like you, who who don't like the Republican, who, who you want to talk Flint, Michigan? Let's talk the let's talk about the Navajo Nation. They're sitting on a whole lot of of um, radioactive. That's a language that we can speak up here in Canada when you start talking about the indigenous populations. Oh yeah, we know, we know that we know that conversation. Oh yeah, talking about people getting shit on. Well, mm. I live in I, I live in Minnesota. In yeah, you the, get it. The 18th War of 18th Dakota War of 1862 started here. Um, the reasons for it are horrifying, uh, and unfortunately, the 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 ethnocentric line being pushed by the no offense the elderly white people. I'm. Um, um, I think white people suck as a general rule, so you're not gonna <laughs> hear me complain. I get it. <laughs> I'm clear too. Like I'm white, fucking white. I'm British. So I go all the way back to the shit storm. I think what you're saying though, and you can correct me if I'm wrong to go back to my question is that there are enough good people there that kind of hold you. You can kind of hold on to, I think they leaned on the younger generation a lot for this last, this last election. And it's a bright side to what hopefully is, going to start coming up and i don't know and and here's the thing when when your shittiest export to the united states rafael ted cruz um wound his wound his fake ass up in texas um 
You're not he, telling he, me he's Canadian, is he? Oh, he was born up there, yeah. <gasps> he was yeah. born in Calgary, Alberta. Yeah. Barf. Yeah. I didn't well, know that. Another reason. Learned something new every day. Alberta. I already felt bad enough for Beaver. <laughs> yeah, yeah you, can, you can take him back, too. No, um, no, no. He's you, growing no, up he's, a little bit. He's getting he's, better. <laughs> he's, he's yours he's for all good. Um, Whatever. <laughs> but down in Texas... Ted Cruz only won by about four points against Beto O'Rourke, who's an, a, still an up-and-comer in Texas. Now, here's the thing. Here's the shitter of that whole thing. Texas has been blowing out liberals in elections by, like, double digits. For Ted Cruz to squeak by with that margin says a lot. Texas is ready to get Texas is, is, is moving from red to purple and they don't like that at all. So that's why you're getting all these districts getting redrawn mm. pull the power away from anybody who is disadvantaged minority. Um, and uh, you're going to watch in, in 2040. I will, I I'm predicting it right now. I think Texas is going to be blue by 2040. And I'm going to laugh my ass off the whole way because you can, because you can only be a shitty neighbor or a shitty person before someone stops talking to you. I am sorry. Go ahead. And because when last winter hit and Texas had its own electrical grid and couldn't pull power from anywhere else besides Texas, we're sitting there and going, huh? Huh? (laughs) <laughs> right how's that feel bro <laughs> suck. Yeah. and and yeah and ted fled to Cran- cancun and yeah um um i was at a fundraiser for the democrats uh here uh a few years ago and our former senator l uh l franken was famously quoted as saying you know uh in the senate uh uh, I was the only person uh, who was the closest to liking Ted Cruz, and I hate Ted Cruz. <laughs> so wow. he's, he's about as popular as uh, as an open herpes sore at a uh, at a swinger party. So you know, um, he uh, uh, nobody <laughs> likes Ted Cruz. Nobody fucking yeah. likes Ted Cruz. Do is. Uh... Going back to 2016 when Trump came in, um, did did he just get in because everybody equally hated Hillary too? Like, is that the big thing? Like, had Bernie beat I mean, out? Wouldn't had have, Bernie beat out Hillary? Would Bernie have won? Do you want my? Yes. Yes, please. <laughs> okay. So, and nothing has been written about it. This is my speculation and only what I've been able to piece through together, um, which probably has more more substantial content than i don't know joe rogan so you've got the republicans who spent three years and seven hearings on benghazi 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 and and all benghazi was all those were 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 attempts to smear hillary clinton now there's no secret that she is an ambitious was an ambitious woman um 
but I think there's you had the perfect storm of people who were the Bernie bros first off um and then the people who just didn't like Hillary but just made that storm circulate and get bigger and then you had people who just stayed home because they couldn't consciously they, they couldn't bring themselves to vote for Hillary and it's those people who stayed home that put Trump in office it's just I I, I think that people uh I mean I did it so not this most recent election but the previous election I don't know how familiar you are with our politics but we've got conservative liberal and MDP uh, Elliot I've, I've gotten a little uh, I've gotten conservative several. Republican liberal right in the middle NDP they're a little further than Democrat. Um, I voted liberal, not because I wanted liberal to be in office. I didn't fucking want conservatives. And I didn't think that the NDP had enough to, I didn't think our country had enough to swing it that far. And it was a conversation with a colleague of mine that said she just said like vote for who you want to vote for because if five million people say i'm not voting ndp because i don't think they can win and then they vote for someone else you've just fucked the ndp out of the election right and that was coming from someone who in my younger years was naive and was what you would call an economical conservative from the standpoint of um you know i worked for a bank and i believed in you know the power of money and didn't quite look at them from the standpoint of their views on, you know, the LGBT community and, and that kind of stuff. Like I didn't, you know, whatever. And then when I finally started figuring it out, I'm like, it's more important to care about a person, right. Than than your taxes or whatever, like person, human rights is, is what's most important to me now. Right. Not that it wasn't before, but I didn't understand it. I was young and so my point being though, is like, do you really think like all those people that sat at home, if they just fucking voted, like Hillary Clinton was clearly a better choice for humanity in the United States. Even if you don't like her, I didn't like Justin Trudeau, but I voted for Justin Trudeau over Andrew Scheer because Andrew Scheer was a fucking nutbag. And I was scared that he was going to win. I didn't want Trudeau to win, but I did really didn't want Sheer to win. You know what I mean? Like you, get, you only get so many options. So pick the less destructive one. Right. I, I'm, I think I'm, with you. I'm with you in that. I, 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 I give a shit about people. Um, you know, I, I grew up in the era of Reagan watching, um, watching, the democratic speaker of the house respectfully go you know mr president i i disagree with your point but i'm sure we can come to a compromise and you know they they still had it unfortunately the le- the, the the right has become so inflexible with their method of thinking it's our way of the highway and fox news definitely does not help with that one american network doesn't help with that newsmax doesn't help with it hannity doesn't help with it uh uh tucker carlson the fucking idiot with the spoon born up as uh, the, the silver spoon in his asshole um like honestly 
you ever taste a Swanson TV dinner? They kind of suck, kind of like him. And that's what he's heir to. <laughs> so just says um, it all, eh? <laughs> I, 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 no, sorry. Go ahead. It, it, it's it's he's he's soggy and fleshless, just like his goddamn fucking meals. Anyway, go ahead, Elliot. You were saying? Well, no, I was just gonna say like the the comment that Blake made as far as you know, vote for the lesser of two evils kind of aspect of things. I it I think that was the 2016 voter turnout considerably lower than mm-hmm. other years prior and since well the one since and 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 that's the people couldn't there was no lesser i right. think and that's what it really kind of came down to is like just i'd rather not but then yeah i don't know it's um you know people came out for barack obama in droves people came mm-hmm. out for him again in 2012 um in 2016 you know people are like oh yeah naturally hillary well there's a couple people who i like better than her but you know sure fine lesser two evils and better than what we got for four years and Mm -hmm. and and you know and here's the thing is that everything that we had feared as a as a country as a as a liberal happened in those four years mm-hmm. um yeah we had non-identified people snatching protesters off the streets in unmarked vans 1936 berlin anybody yeah um and here's the, the problem is without without arrests, charges, convictions, everything that happened in the Trump presidency is a training exercise for what is going to happen eventually. And you know it, it's if you if you want to see the future they want, watch the hands of handmaid's tale. That's what they want. It's actually scary. Like when my wife and I started watching that, it was, she made a comment and I'm going to misquote it, but it was somewhere along the lines of this is almost scarier than a horror movie because I could see this happening in the United States. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I guess. So can I. Yeah. Absolutely. So and- when do you leave? <laughs> do you like... I don't think I will. Okay. Um, I am a former U.S. Marine. That was and, where I was going to go with this, actually. And I raised my hand and swore to defend my country against all enemies, foreign and domestic. And I have not been told to stand down yet. So I may be old. I may be crusty. But. Yeah. So let's talk about the military then. Because sure. that's where, that's exactly where I was going with this. And I'm going to word it as a Canadian that doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about, but I'm also going to word it from the standpoint of, I have a family member who, as I've alluded to before, um, has taken somewhere else to protect the, you know, to protect us. And I have, you know, stories from him of coming home from 
uh, from a shift and having my aunt put a fresh set of clothes in the garage for him because his outfit had blood all over it that he didn't want his daughter to see and um, some nasty stuff. And, and my, where I'm going with this is he's, uh, he's struggled through all of this, um, everything that's going on. Because, uh, you know, our, our RCMP here are um, kind of under a similar microscope to the police in the United States uh, in some of the stories that are coming out about their treatment of the indigenous population and stuff like that. And, you know, basically he made a post about it last year. Um, and all he said was, I know why I got into this job. I got into this job to protect the marginalized pro- populations. And I got, I, I, you know, I, my, I'm here to do the opposite of what they're talking about in the media right now. And I believe, you know, I know him, you know, he's doing it for the right reasons. I'm very proud to say that he's an RCMP officer. Um, Aaron and Elliot, do you know, I, he, uh, the other night when that guy was running around here in, uh, in Selkirk, um, he was gearing up to go look for the guy and they ended up arresting him right before he left. But you know, when stuff like that happens, we start to get nervous. He was, uh, he was one of the guys up in Gillum looking for those, those kids that, uh, were murdering people and he was knocking on doors and didn't really know if he was going to open the door to a shotgun barrel and you know as a family you worry about that and again i'll go back to my point nate you have a an opinion on how your country is being run right now but you still have somewhat of an obligation to protect that country and i respect the shit out of that um i'm curious to know how you feel we're um i'm caught in a very trying time i grew up with the whole coming out of the 70s of the whole american exceptionalism where nobody talked about when the gi bill was created down here to help to help um, returning soldiers coming back to get their education, how African-Americans were excluded from that program. Asian-Americans were excluded from that program. All I know is that growing up next to what would become the wealthiest Native American tribe in the United States, if not North America, I was only told that, oh, well, we don't talk about that. But I got to see the best of what this country has to offer. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not one of these gung-ho Republicans who were born on third and think they hit a triple. Right. Um, That's actually a wicked analogy. But carry on. I like that. Um, I think that if you have an ability to be born in this country to a single mom to live with your grandparents when your mom is in school travel the world by the time you're 12 
to be accepted into Harvard and then again into Harvard Law and then become the first African-American male in the United States to become president of the United States. That is the country I believe in. Ah, man, you're giving me goosebumps here, brother. (laughs) (laughs) Obama, don't get me wrong, I love the guy. Um, I've read both of his books. They're phenomenal. Um, His New Hampshire speech really hit it home for me when it comes to his candidacy when he said there is a creed laid in the founding documents at the beginning of this nation yes we can we absolutely can pull ourselves out of the great depression by regulate by getting shit done and regulating things um and greedy assholes (laughs) were the ones to start turning shit around 40 42 years of reaganomics is what got us into this economy that we have now um, which Bernie Sanders describes, uh, Bernie Sanders describes as uh, uh, socialism for the rich, but rugged capitalism for everybody else. Um, um, and I think the reason why nobody is getting galvanized to changes like they did in in the '30s or the '40s, because you have. Fox News and Newsmax and OAN and the internet and and how much fake news, real fake news has come out, how much mis- misinformation, malinformation um, has uh, uh, come out of, of things. Um, unfortunately, we live in an era, era where somebody can take a shit and, and, and look and see what, what they want to see instead of cold, hard facts. Yeah. Um, um, <clears throat> You know, Elliot, you work in finance and you know that, <laughs> no, you, we, we, we need taxes to, to build our infrastructure so those businesses can thrive. We need taxes to, to uh, employ those people to build those bridges, to redo these, these infrastructures. Um, mm-hmm. We need taxes. We need, we need taxes so that... It's not even a financing. You're talking to three Canadians who get taxed out the ass so we get... And also I work in finance and Aaron used to work in finance. So you're preaching to the choir here. <laughs> but you guys, if, if, if you came down with cancer, you'd walk into the clinic, present your card, and that'd be the end of it. You'd start with chemo. Do you know who the third largest insurance company is in, uh, in the United States right now? Go fund me. Yeah. So is that Why? a real thing? So I, that's something, you know, you hear mixed reviews on it. So what do you have for insurance? How does that work? Do you have to, cause I mean, I pay for my own private insurance, but that's paying for mental health resources that there are kind of few and far between here publicly. That's paying for dental. That's paying for vision. I can cut my fucking arm off and walk in there and not come out having to remortgage my house. Yeah, no, we'd have to remortgage our house. Is it really uh-huh. like it's really, really, truly that bad? Like it's so if you were to get severely in, let's okay, let's say you fall, you get a concussion, you got to spend a day, you know, an afternoon in the hospital, get some treatment. What does a concussion cost you? Probably $15,000. Fuck me, that's insane. Yeah. Um, I have a doctor's appointment tomorrow. Not, not sure how I'm going to pay the copay, but I'm going to have to do it anyway. So 
Um, so that's just a, that's just like that's just to go to the doctor. Yep. So what's your healthcare like? Because that's the other thing we hear is, mm. you know, I, I wait. I, you know, my to give you an example, my wife dislocated her shoulder last year, and she sat in the emergency room for six hours with her shoulder hanging off her body. You know, and but you know we were talking about it after in this exact context. I'm like, would, you know, in the U S would you, you know, would you have rather us gone in and paid and had been in and out right away? Like, is it really, does it work that way? Yes. And no. Um, emergency departments are triaged. She comes in, she's with her with arm hanging off. Um, depends how you come into sometimes if you've got that shoulder dislocation, they would, um, if you just walked into triage, um, they would do the old system I, I, I worked for. They do what's called fast tracking. They take you in back. They do your vitals. They, they're processing your insurance. They get you, if you had any, um, they get you going and they get your, everything taken care of. And the, the fast track physician would sit there and put you on a scale of where you are for severity. If there's similar to us, really head colds, in the in the lobby you're going in because we can fix this right now and we've got everything taken care of um and then you're gonna you're gonna get take give your shoulders gonna be reset you're, you're gonna be given pain meds you're gonna be given ice you're gonna be given instructions how to care and they're gonna be told to follow up with your primary care physician about four or five weeks later um the problem is is when it comes to getting paid um there are instances that I know of where people who have a Medicaid or a Medicare card, which is uh, Medicaid is the state run, like state of Minnesota um, is, is this the, the state run uh, care for those who are impoverished. And then there's Medicare, which is the federally run program. Um, there's a huge push right now to give people the option to, to go into Medicare, ditch their private insurance, go to Medicare. Boom. We're tired of paying these, these healthcare executives, multi-million dollar salaries for them to just turn around and tell us, no, we can't have a kidney transplant. No, you can't have that heart stent put in. No, you can't have that brain tumor taken out. No, you can't get birth control because the the system you're in used to belong to the Catholic archdiocese in town. And now to to get this done, you have to go to another healthcare system. Uh, There was a hospital in downtown St. Paul that was notorious for that. Oh, you want your tubes tied? Nope, not going to do it here. We belong to the archdiocese. Nope, you want Hmm. this done? Nope. Which... That was fun, but that was bought uh, recently um, and, and then closed. <laughs> they put a $20 million addition on it and then closed five years later. So, hey, right in the middle of pandemic. Wow. So that's awesome sauce. Um, but afterwards, the quality of care, let me back up. The quality of care we get is, is stupendous. It's painful, right? Yeah. It's insurance companies that have in, 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 that have that have barricaded themselves firmly in between the provider and the patient 
that's a roadblock here. Um, you know, uh, and there's a huge push for Medicare for all, similar to what you we what you guys have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh-huh. and Obamacare keep... try to do that. I don't Very really so. understand Obamacare, but that's kind of what the overall. Right. But have they phased that out now? Have they not? No, the ACA was severely weakened by the Republicans, the conservatives, the people who are on the dole of uh, all these all these healthcare companies and insurance companies and and and. And honest to God, big pharma is a thing down here. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you, you don't. <laughs> you still have the the markets where you can per, opt, opt to purchase your own health insurance, um, but you got to meet a certain financial threshold, and you got to be able to, you know. Um, let's say I was a I, I was a. Um, independent businessman i would be eligible regardless of my of my income and if i wanted to buy the the blue cross blue shield ultimate platinum plan which is you bring it in and it's you know an er visit would only be a hundred dollars your 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 uh your doctor would be ten dollars your out of network would be twenty dollar co-pays that would probably run about fifteen thousand dollars a year out of pocket easily um hmm. grand a year like well but crazy. the alternative right sure pay 15 100%. grand a year or pay 15 grand a year or you know break your leg and pay but how many people can afford fifteen thousand dollars a year like fifteen thousand oh, dollars a year absolutely. is more than i pay for my house mm-hmm. roughly <laughs> like yeah. Yeah. Um, as when when you were when you were in EMS, did you have scenarios where, like, would would hospitals turn somebody away and tell you to take them to somewhere else because of insurance reasons or lack thereof, or mm-hmm. the we're part of the archdiocese, they can't come here. Not. Nobody was turned away by federal law for lack of payment. That was going to be my next question was, what do you do? Yeah, nobody's ever turned away for lack of payment, okay? But that's the problem. They can charge whatever they want to after that. And the problem is with the United States is that there's no consistency within healthcare systems billing. I could go to three different hospitals with three different systems, have the same exact issue and come back with different different bills I have to pay because each system charges a different thing. Now, if you have if you have a a, 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 a certain kind of insurance, um, the one that comes to mind here is UCare, which is it, it, it's it's a university. It, it, it's it was started as a University of Minnesota project, which is what the U stands for, University Care. That was expanded and rolled out and built up and purchased um, by a healthcare system. And now they've kind of spun off into a sister company, but they're one of the largest insurers in the state of Minnesota. Um, but they're restricted essentially to the M Health Fairview system, which is the U of M system, which is the you know the transplant people, the uh, um, the complicated neurology, this, that, and the other thing. 
Right. Um, but I've also had transfers from one hospital to another hospital that I've had to do. Oh, he's not, he's not in our network. We don't handle this here. This is a little complicated. Well, when I came in, <laughs> this person was having a heart attack. Why is he being trans transferred over to this hospital now? Well, he's not in our network and we don't have any uh, heart catheterization capability right now. Okay, the second one, second reason makes more, more sense than the first one does. You don't have a facility to do a procedure, fine, we'll take them in. But mm -hmm. simply for the fact that, that the whole pay thing is just dumb. Yeah. Crazy. Cool. Well, <clears throat> I feel like we need a two-parter here. <laughs> two flusher. I don't want to. Because what's that? <laughs> two flusher. Is that what I? <laughs> and I don't want to keep you here all night, but uh, we uh, have me back again. We will. Yeah. I think that's what we're gonna have to do. Yeah. We, you know, and I feel like we just kind of scratched the surface, but. It's, it's very interesting because, I mean, we had um, we had a pro football player come on that uh, – but we didn't really get into politics. He was just our only other American guest. And, you know, there's all the kind of stuff that I've alluded to where it's like we don't really know what the fuck goes on. <laughs> you know, like we – you know, we – you guys are the same but different at the same time, you know? Oh, I, it, it, it's uh, – here's the thing is that, you know, I, I love Canada. You know, you yeah. guys, got, you guys got far less hangups about things than we do. I we mean, do a lot wrong too, though. You just don't hear about it, <laughs> right? I, but I am an absolutely in love with Letter Kenny, as yeah, you know, yeah. Reference that. Shorzy. Oh, I can't wait for that to come out, man. Oh, I'm gonna be having such a great time. Yeah. Um, but you know, some of our comedy too is just dick and butt jokes i mean for God's sake. <laughs> hangover comes to mind you guys uh you you kind of made it you took a shot at joe rogan and it's funny because my uh, i listen to joe rogan but i i, I do and i don't it, it's very dependent on who the guest is you know like i um my wife rips on me she's like oh yeah your fucking buddy joe rogan there i'm like i don't like joe rogan he's a fucking moron however some of his guests i find i mean who wouldn't want to listen to David Lee Roth talk for two hours? Where else can you hear David Lee Roth talk for two hours about being an eat? Cause he was a paramedic. He is still a paramedic. He owns a tattoo lotion company. He's a fucking interesting guy, but Joe Rogan as a person sucks. Oh, he's so, so do you know, you remember who Will Wheaton is, don't you? you know, stand yeah, by yeah. me, Star Trek does a lot of nerd stuff he just posted something the other day that just he reposted it that just just hits the nail right on the head it's a uh, every time we're forced to talk about joe rogan i'm reminded of my best and most immutable axiom nothing that only men like is cool <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's um, pretty true i don't know um, it's uh maybe. Um, he, just the other the only platform that gets the people that he gets right well here's the thing and i i've been trying to seek the answer to this forever in a day but you guys know what the chive is right yeah yeah they had a podcast for a while the podcasts are still up go listen to them because they're just they're just they're phenomenal 
Um, they're about an hour long. They're hilarious. They crack me up. Because um, where else can you hear Kevin Pollack go on uh, about some of the stories of some of the sets that he's been on? And they get kind of blue on that one. Um, but you're right. Where else can you hear like Elon Musk or, or what have you? And someone who is, I will give Joe Rogan that because he has pushed some of these people and given them a platform there. You can listen to them forever and a day and people want to listen to them. He also doesn't like, it's fucked. It's weird. Like, because there are things that he says that I'm like, I agree with you. Like there was one conversation that he was talking. I don't know if you know who Malcolm Gladwell is. He's a, a great author and he's a very, very, very good speaker. Like he's very interesting to listen to talk. And he had a book that was about kind of our topic today about, uh, you know, police brutality, specifically around the black community. And mm-hmm. he, um, Joe mm-hmm. Rogan was talking about how he was a security guard at a place. And he said, um, you know, they had this mentality, security guards had this mentality that it was like us versus them. And he said, as soon as you start having that mentality, that's a dangerous concept to have. And I'm like, but which side are you on here, man? Cause you like, you know what I mean? Like two weeks ago, you were talking about how, how cops are the greatest thing ever and none of them fuck up, you know, like it's, he, he, he plays around with his guests. So I don't actually really know where he stands on a lot of things. Sure. Yeah. And I, I, there's a class I'm in right now that, that concentrates heavily on othering of other people. Um, right now, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the, the vilification of religions in ancient and modern times, so, or ancient and, and medieval times, so that's fun. Uh, next week, I get to read Beowulf in Old English. Oh, that sucks. So, anyway. Good time. Yeah. Well, I think, uh, I think we can call it quits here for now, because I, uh, like yeah. I said, I, I want to respect your time. I don't want to keep you here all night, but um we're gonna do this again for sure because uh yeah we'll have you on we'll have you on just after i am i was i was looking at this i was like when when would be a good time to have nate on again and i feel like just after the 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 jets and wild play would be a good time (laughs) (laughs) and i can see that they play in in uh in minneapolis on friday november 26th Hey, I'm so, trying to get up to the Monday night game up in Winnipeg. Nice. Mm. So, come uh, see us. Well, duh. Yeah. Come on. Now. I uh, I owe uh, I owe Elliot a bet, and we can start off the the next podcast with that one too. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Right. All right. Well, Elliot, take us home. Thank you so much. Yeah, Thank you. Thanks. We uh, we got a lot. We got in. We got into one there, and I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Nate, thank you so much for for uh, for agreeing to come on and chat with us. It was uh, it was a lot of fun, uh, kind of talking with you again, kind of more in depth like this. It's been it's been a we'll while. Lighten up we a little next time. Sure, we don't usually we we dick back around and forth a lot. So. A lot, and uh, <laughs> but it was good. It was good to chat with you again. Um, it was twenty. I want to say it was twenty fifth because last Olivia time that we actually saw each other yeah 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 2015 was the last time uh, when i was in Min- minneapolis that time so yeah it was uh, it was good having you on we'll have you on again for sure yeah, um you don't to have you. to you don't have to hang up as soon as we uh pull this to an end by any means um and uh but this has been another episode of geezers and the kid 
Aaron, nice seeing you again, my friend. Enjoy, uh, in, enjoy all your craziness that's going to be coming in. Blake, uh, you're a terrible fucking golfer. And this is Geezers and the Kid. We'll talk to you next time. Bye.